so I walk in and there is a man on the back deck and he is sunbathing. And so I walk over, I was like, hey, he stands up, he's naked. So I go around and I walk out. Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with Mickey Ramey in Charleston, South Carolina. And all right, welcome, welcome, Mickey. Um, oh, she is a real estate uh, team leader. Tell us a little bit about your team and, and kind of what that looks like in Charleston. So I'm a team leader in Charleston. I have eight agents on my team and we have one inside sales associate. And then we have two transaction coordinators. Okay, so a team of about 11-ish. Okay. And is this a family business? So my husband is my operations manager. I guess I should have put him into the team concept, but he actually is a physician and he works three days a week as an allergist. And then he just helps me manage the business and is all time. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know he was a physician. So he runs ops mm -hmm. part-time, but I guess, and you got a team of 11, so 12 yeah. really. And uh, tell us a little bit about your production. What does that look so, like? So um, this past year, uh, closing out in 2022, we're going to be close to 200 transactions and about $100 million in volume. Okay, $100 million in volume. That's a milestone, right? Yes, oh. yes. We have never done $100 million. I did $94 million last year in 2021. So we really wanted to get that, that crossover, that, that, uh, that three with those bunch of zeros, all those zeros. Exactly. So how, I imagine you didn't just start, you didn't open your team, start your team like last year or the year before. How long have you been in real estate? So I've been in real estate 17 years. 17 years. Okay. And everyone said you, you, you got to a hundred million like overnight, over like 17 years over, nights, right? Lots and lots of years. Okay. So, and I've sold over a thousand homes so far. Wow, over a thousand, over a thousand dollars. What did it look like in the beginning? So 17 years ago, that would have been like 2005-ish, mm -hmm. right? So I got my license initially in Florida where I was just a referral agent. I had a young son at that point. I wanted to stay at home with him, so I was doing referrals. And then um, that was in Tampa, Florida. Then I moved to Charleston where I had lived previously and in Charleston, I decided that I was gonna open my own real estate brokerage. So I did that in 2008. I opened Healthy Realty is the name of my company. Healthy Realty, independent, and, independent brokerage, yes. right? Okay. Yes, and 2008 was a brilliant time to start a real estate company, right? Yeah, no. what, <laughs> nothing happened in always. Get on that crime. Right, yeah. nothing like that. So, well, actually for me, it was really good. I was a teacher before I was a realtor, so you know, my financial goals, I didn't have a high bar there. I was able to transact, you know, three to four deals. If I could do that, I wouldn't make as much as I did as a teacher. So, you know, I didn't go into it for the finances. I thought I'm just gonna make a little extra money for my family. I'd bought and sold a lot of homes personally. So I just thought that I could do real estate better than the people that had helped me. Okay, and and I hear, I hear that a lot that um, a lot of people get into real estate because either they had a less than satisfactory experience with their realtor. Was that what it was for you? Or did you just see other realtors in the marketplace and you knew you could just do better than them? 
I know my first experience with a realtor was I was engaged. My husband and I were going to get married, move into our first house. So we looked for homes with a higher end realtor and she had me like crying in her real estate office saying I had to make an offer on this house today or it was going to be gone. I couldn't think about it overnight, um, which, you know, may or may not have been the case. But to put that kind of pressure on a buyer is not okay. So yeah, and, it, I, and a young couple buying their first home together. Oh my gosh, that house was $100,000. It was more money than I had ever dreamed of having at that point when I was 22 years old. That when that was in Tampa? No, that was actually in Charleston. I lived in Charleston before I moved to Tampa. I moved a lot over, um, you know, right after I got married. My husband did medical school in Charleston. Then we moved to Winston-Salem, bought a house. Then we moved to Tampa, bought a house. Moved back to Charleston. So in moving, I thought, well, I can do real estate. I move a lot. Right, I move a lot, buy a lot of houses, sell a lot of houses. We can do this. And so I guess I'm just thinking Charleston, 100,000. I don't know what, I don't, 100,000 is probably like not going to get you very much in Charleston anymore. So that's a little harder. I could have bought for $100,000. I didn't because the agent freaked me out and I ended up renting for two years. And then I talked my landlord into selling me the house that I was renting. Um, but that same house now is worth um, a little over 600000 Wow, 600000 A 5X, 6X return. Right, but that's, but that's one thing we know. I mean, in real in this business, is that real estate always goes up over time. You may have a little, you know, year to year level, or maybe even a little dip slightly. But in general, over five years, ten years, twenty years, yeah, it's a long game. That's what I tell all my clients. Like, if you buy at the high end, high end of the market, if that's where we are right now, it's okay. Just don't sell it quickly. Stay in your home and enjoy it. Um, and you know, over time, it'll appreciate. It always does. It always has. And, and most people aren't buying homes for speculation. Most people are buying homes to raise their family. Right, exactly. And unless their kids are, you know, growing at 10 times the rate, like 10, <laughs> right. ten, ten years for every year, yeah, then exactly. they're going to be there for a little while. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so we, 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 you know, you had that bad experience in Charleston. Mm-hmm. You end up renting, bought the house, and you moved Winston-Salem, then Tampa. Mm-hmm. Then what brought you back to Charleston? my husband's job. So he was able to get a job in Charleston. We moved back there and I had my real estate license at that point. So um, I had to work with another company for a year in Charleston. You have to be a licensed agent for three years before you can be a broker. Okay. Okay. Um, So in South Carolina, that's the law. So um, I did that and then I started my own company. Okay. And so you had your, you know, um, solo operation, um, you know, solo agent at that time. Yeah. And then did your three years, then started a company. What did that look like at that time? I mean, did you rent space or, I mean, how did you, were you working out of the house? Just me. I worked out of my home. So it was just me. I was the only realtor at Healthy Realty at that point. So, okay. and I got to start that. somewhere, right? I know, yeah. I know. And I really started the company just to do my own personal transactions. I never really thought that I would, you know, have a larger real estate company or do anything major. Um, with real estate, but it turns out I was pretty good at real estate. So my first business, I started started working with um, medical residents in our city because that's the life that I knew. I was married to a doctor. He did medical school. He did residency. He did fellowship. He was an attending. So through all that, it's kind of predictive analytics with physicians. 
you know when they buy because they're medical students, then they move at a certain point in the year to their residency. So every year between March and June, this group of people are leaving one area and moving to another one. They might rent, but they might buy. So I followed the projected path and the dates of those people and tried to meet with them. And that's how I kind of started my business. So I worked with basically medical students and medical residents. Okay. And so I guess from that, it sounds like then your husband probably had more to do with helping with the growth than it, than it may seem. And not just a yeah. part-time, part-time yeah. ops manager. He, you know, you guys together kind of sounds like really built this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it just, we had the idea together because of his work-life schedule. We kind of knew when people were moving. So we just captured that group. If you know when people are moving in real estate, it really makes the job a lot easier. Yeah, so. we wish we could always know. That's it. So you we spend lots of money on data trying to yes. trying to figure out that exact six month window. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And now we have a website called drmoves.com where right. medical students, residents can go and they can learn mortgage people that work with medical professionals and get a hundred percent financing. They can work with realtors in different cities that are familiar with doctors. Okay, so not just Charleston, all over. All over the country. Okay, drmoves.com? drmoves.com. drmoves.com. Okay, and that's, so that's a resource for those in the medical field to, to get their real estate-related needs met. Okay, and so then we start a team. Really, it's a, it's a one-person team, yeah. you know, and then at what point did you decide, you know what, this is actually working out better than expected, and I need some help in here. Yes. Yeah, so it was um, after I'd done real estate, honestly, about five years, I got to the point where I did four transactions my first year and then eight the next year. Got and then double. I got close to 20. And then once I got yeah. to over 30 transactions by myself and I didn't have a transaction coordinator, didn't have anything and I had three small children and I was pregnant with my fourth. I was like, something's gotta get, I can't handle that. Wow, so you're doing four, then eight, then 20, then 30 transactions, yeah. raising the family. Yeah. Husband is a doctor, is a physician at this, yes. by this time. Yeah. And, and um, how, how old are the kids, or how old are the kids now? So now I have a 20 year old, a 17 year old, a 15 year old, and a nine year old. But okay. at the time I started the company in 2008, I had a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a four-month-old when I started my business. It's all a blur. Right. <laughs> As I say, I don't even remember when, when, I don't even remember Pampers. It seems a long ago. So, so you're pushing, you're showing houses, you're, yeah. you're pregnant, you're sometimes bringing children with you. You're... One of my clients just texted me a picture of me with my baby at a showing with her. She's like, you remember this? You brought your baby to the showing. I'm like, I don't remember. It's all a blur, but thank you for the picture. And that's so, awesome. So yeah. superwoman. You did well. I don't right. know about that. You just it's very nice to have clients that, you know, love working with you so much that they'll let you bring a baby if <laughs> if you need to. So. I know. If only I'm sure the school system was not as um understanding. You couldn't bring them to, to school to teach classes, right? All right. So then okay, so we, we decide, listen, it's just it's too it's overwhelming at this stage. We're 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 making Good money at this stage, 30 houses, raising the family, but we're probably drowning the schedule. Our schedule is not our own. We're, we're, um, there's no free time. There's no extra time. So what was the, 
what was the, do you remember the one moment when you, I mean, what was that moment when you just said, I, I have, we have to, something has to give. So I'm a planner and when baby number four was getting ready to come, I said, well, I need help. So I needed a nanny. My first hire was the nanny realtor. Is what I, I was going to guess. I was going to guess. So she Someone was willing to watch my children and let me pay for her real estate license so she could, if kids were sick and they really wanted mom, that I could stay at home and she could show houses or whatever. So the nanny realtor was my wow. first hire. Wow, you could probably, I wonder, did you get that domain, nannyrealtor.com? Nanny I, I know, So did, did, how did that work? Did you, did you? Well, it was hard. So I probably, well, I did have, I had four nanny realtors. And okay. finally, I got one that was a better realtor than was a nanny. So I was like, okay, we've got something here. We've got one that she is so good. I want her to do full-time real estate. And I'm going to figure out something, you know, I'm going to get another nanny. So I was able to have a realtor and a nanny and not a nanny realtor. Okay. Did the first four nanny realtors or the first three (laughs) nanny realtors, did they finish school? Did they actually get the license? They did real estate and got a license. Oh, you you took them through. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a heck of a program. I know. But then they decided that, you know, they like child, being with children more than real estate. So. Okay. And you found one that liked real estate more. Yeah. And then, and then, so she joined the team. So was she your, did she buyer's end up being your first, first buyer's agent? Yeah. Okay. So she's and your first agent. buyer's agent. And then I hired a transaction coordinator at the same time. So I had an in-house transaction coordinator and a buyer's agent pretty quickly together. Um, and then within just a couple of months, I hired another buyer agent. So I had two buyer's agents and, and one transaction coordinator and was able to, you know, send them more business. And at that point, I started buying leads. So once I had two team members, it wasn't just medical people that I was working with. I bought leads from Zillow. Um, Way back in the day when you bought leads from Zillow, they were so inexpensive and so good. What year year is this now? And this was, I have, uh, uh, 2013 was when the fourth child was born. So this was 2014. Okay, oh yeah, right, right in the, yeah, early, early adopter. So you, but a lot of growth in a, in a short period of time, like almost microwave growth. You know, we've got a fourth child. We've got a new baby. <laughs> we, we've, we've got five different nanny realtors, yeah. two buyer's agents, mm-hmm. a, tra- a transaction coordinator. Yeah. And so was the, tra- was the TC, the transaction coordinator, she was also doing administrative work as well. Was she full-time? Check my email and she would do transaction coordination. So okay. that was her, her main role. Okay. And so what, what type of growth did you see in your business um, from, I guess, in that? Because all that sounds like that all happened probably what, within a six-month period? Yes. Yeah. So we pretty quickly went, doubled our volume. 30 to we 60. 30 to 60 pretty quickly. And just three years before that, you were at four. <laughs> so from four transactions a year yeah. to 60 transactions a year. Okay. And then, and now to fast forward a couple, a few more years, and you're at 200 yes. transactions. Yeah. Okay. And so, what has been? Um, I mean, h- how how did you from there? Because then it sounds like a lot happening at one time. A lot of a lot of business owners, um, you know, have some adversity at that time. But I'm sure you didn't have any adversity. Everything was easy from from there. No. 
You had adversity, you had challenges? Yes. Well, if you are a mom realtor and maybe some dad realtors, I, I feel like you don't know adversity until you've locked yourself in a closet having a conversation with a client while your kid is like banging on the closet door. You know, that was my life for a while. So to be able to have some somebody that would watch the kids completely so I could focus on work, it was life-changing. Okay. And then so... Uh, yeah, no, that's some, yeah, no, that's, um, I think we've all, I think everyone, mom realtors and dad realtors have dealt with that. So you go into the, the our, my, my secret safe place is the bathroom. Yeah. I'm in the bathroom. You know, the, you're supposed to respect that. You're supposed to respect the bathroom. Right. <laughs> in the bathroom on the phone. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. So then we've got a team of, at this time, um, two yeah. buyer's agents, one TC, yeah. yourself, and, and was your husband at this time yet? getting involved in operations or not just yet? He was, uh, he was helping to decide where sh we should spend the Zillow dollars. So okay. he would figure out what zip codes, he's very analytical. So um, he would figure out what zip codes perform the best and what, how much we should spend on each. So that was kind of what he was doing. Okay. So coming in tact mm -hmm. and tactical. Yes. Yes. Very tactical. He did that. And then he would also um, help coordinate lectures with the medical school and, and things like that. So he would you know, he would help me know who to reach out to. I did all of it. He would just say, you should talk to so-and-so. You should talk to so-and-so. And that's when I did. Okay, cool. And then so then at what point did we, when did you make, when did you see your next? So you were at 60. Did you stay in that 60 range for a while? Or when did you see your next next big jump? Or next big jump, either next big group of hires? Yeah. Or next, or was that, did that coincide with your next big jump in business? So we got to those two buyer agents that I added, and then one left pretty quickly. And so then I had to hire somebody else. So we just kept staying at a team of about four for a while. And we would do around 60 to 70 transactions per year. And so um, then when I, you know, as I increased the team, once I got up to five agents, I saw that we could get closer to 100. And then my focus turned to more, I want to work on individual agent productivity. And that is what I want to work on to this day. That's how I feel like I can grow a team of eight, nine agents to do what they want to do with real estate is if I can get each of them to do two transactions a month, I'll help them create a nice, repeatable, scalable business. So mm. that's my goal. I want them to do at least two a month. So if you could get some more than that. And, and so that 24... That was kind of a sweet spot. Wanting an agent to do 24 transactions in a year. Okay. And so, and it sounds like you're, you're right there with your numbers. We're yeah, right, right there with our numbers. numbers. So, you know, we're close to that. I'd like to, you know, I tell my team, I'm like, well, Jesus had 12 people. So maybe we need a couple more. <laughs> right. We need a couple more. So we've got eight right now. I'd love to have a team of, you know, no more than 12 because, I just like knowing all my team members. I like knowing what their families are like and what their finances are like and what they need from our team. Um, so I don't want to grow big. I like having a small, high-producing team. And keeping the personal touch, yeah. too. I mean, sometimes big to us. Like we, you know, talk to each other about non-real estate things. So I'll just call and be like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a couple of days. You've been out showing houses. So... You know, I just I just love everybody on my team, and you know, we we love to be together and have fun together. That's awesome. So, yeah. um, and so my ne my next question is, uh, 
there was I'm sure there had there had been some some significant adversity in that time period. Yeah. Um I reckon I have some big adversity. So everybody knows in twenty twenty that the whole world had adversity. So I had a team in twenty twenty that quit like everybody quit because it was almost impossible to build culture in twenty twenty. You know, you can come into the office one of our agents was actually immune compromised, so she couldn't be around other people. Um, so we weren't together. We weren't connecting. We didn't Zoom here and there. Um, but it just, you know, there was no bond. There was no connection. So basically, my whole team left in 2020. I was in tears. I told my husband, I can't do this anymore. Like, people come and go in real estate. My heart is broken every time I get connected with people and then they leave. Um, for, you know, some other job opportunity or whatever. I'm like, if I do this again, I'm building people that I love that will never leave. And so, you know, that's my goal. Like when I bring people on now. So um, in 2020, at the end, I started hiring one person and that really changed things. And then 2021, I found another team member that I really loved who reached out to others so since the beginning of 2021, I've just really been focused on building a team of people that can be loyal to each other, that um, we really care about each other, know about each other. So we're at eight now. You so know, like the right, the right team member is, yes. is important. But literally it was like even my transaction coordinator like left in 2020. So. Oh, so did now, so okay, so what does it like me? Back to, back to this and back to the solo agent. Yeah. Now, did did any of those team members have been, you know, come back or or? No. Okay, so you moved. So you moved. So it sounds like you moved on bigger and better. I though I mean, everything better. happens for a reason. I, I, everything happens for a reason. I am so much happier now than I've ever been in my whole real estate career, and it's because I'm surrounded by people that I love. Like that is 100 percent the reason. And so I hope they never leave. I'll be really devastating. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they will. What, what, what would you say to, you know, to the, the aspiring agent out there or the aspiring small business person? Because, you know, real estate just happens to be, you know, the business that, or one of the businesses, one of the businesses that, that we're in. But um, some of the principles, it doesn't matter whether it's real estate or, or, or a different business. What would you say to the young business person out there that's, um, got three kids one on the way you know raising trying to raise a family trying to start a business like how what what would you say to that person that could that can't even imagine just like you couldn't even imagine being where you are now with 200 transactions 100 million dollars in business from four transactions what would you say to that person to keep them going to you know like just how would you how would you encourage that person well, I just, I think hard work is essential in this business. So, um, you know, showing up and doing the work is so important. I've got agents that have come through the team that show up a couple minutes late to a meeting and then they do this and that to somebody who is really aspiring to make a difference in their clients' lives and on their team you have to show up before you're supposed to show up. You have to go above and beyond. Um, and you can do that with children. Your schedule's gonna look different. So, you know, when my kids were little, I really had to 
I couldn't wake up earlier than them because they woke up at like 5.30. So that was out of the question. But when you put them to bed, you just have to do other work. And the 100% answer to that question is you have to be on a team. You have to have a village around you that is going to help you get through that hard phase of life. So um, you've got to have a real estate team. You have to have a supportive network at home, whether it's, you know, your spouse or parents or, you know, aunts, uncles, whoever, friends that can help you with your kids. Um, it just has to be a team sport in life, yeah. like with your relationships and with your business. And, and, and that's a good point. I think we, we, we oftentimes in, in our coaching and, you know, you're a student, I'm a student, always learning, uh, but there's always a big emphasis on what to do with your business, how to get your business moving forward. But we probably, at least I'm, you know, I don't as much really think about how that business, whether it's successful or unsuccessful, impacts our personal life yeah. and, and having that support system at home. Yeah. And so that's something that I'm work on, working on, but it sounds like you, you know, you, you seem to have it nailed down. Well, my 20 year old has a real estate license, so that's exciting. So, you know, they haven't hated real estate so much right. that they don't want to do it. They've seen me do it and I'm loving, I'm passionate about real estate. So, you know, both of my boys, my 20 year old and my 17 year old say they want to go into real estate. I'm like, okay, are you sure? They're just right. It's really hard sometimes, you know, people are nice all the time and, you know, you want to protect your kids and you know, this business can be hard. You work really hard for absolutely no money sometimes. Yeah, no, that's the nature. But but without risk, there can be no reward. That's right. That's right. So, but they, you know, in, in terms of family, you know, my husband and I are big on protecting vacations. We always take vacations in our family and we always serve as a family. So we support a group called One World Health and we go on, we're excited to go to Nicaragua this summer and we take our whole family and then we go to medical clinics and serve people that don't have health care. Um, but just protecting family vacation time, protecting serving time we get their little tails to church whether they want to go or not every sunday like we just do things as a family early on my husband and i would do our own thing you know when we tried to serve the community or and um, or do just different involvements and we've decided you know we have to do this as our family. time is limited mm -hmm. so if we can serve together then you know it really bonds us together as a family that's awesome. And getting everyone involved. So um, not just in church, but also in the community. In the community. And we made and internationally. Them. Last Saturday, we made them go to church. They had to be up at 7 o'clock. And we have this thing called Yard Give at our church every December where we go. And all the church members just bring things from their house. And it's like a yard sale, but it's a yard give. We just give things away. And they did not want to get up on Saturday morning. I'm like, get your butt out of bed. Right. Here we go. You're going to help the less fortunate. You have all you need and more, so you're going to get your butt out of bed and help people. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Tough love. Yeah, no, that's good. The lessons that we teach our children mm. now carry through. That's true. You know, so the, so the, 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 that tough love and that spirit of giving that you're giving to them at, at 17 or 9 is going to, you know, when they're, 49 right and 37 and 77 those my goal is to raise you know 
my boys, I want them to be, you know, good spouses and my daughters to be good spouses someday if they choose to get married. And I want them to give back to people that have less than they do. I mean, it's a big deal too, because right now I feel like there's so much dishonesty and disloyalty in the world. I'm like, I'm at least going to do my part with this family that we're going to raise them up. So they want to serve people. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Goals. Yeah. All right. So quote of the day, right. that reminds me, 90% of all millionaires become so through owning real estate. More money has been made in real estate than in all industrial investments combined. The wise young person or wage earner of today invests their money in real estate. Andrew Carnegie. That's our quote of the day. So we, we call this, this obviously let's talk real. Give me a, mm-hmm. I always like to, to hear, give me a, a real story, a real moment, a, 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 a situation that you had. Um, I know, I'm sure, you know, you've got several, but is there one that stands out uh, of a scenario or a situation that was kind of a, 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 a crazy scenario? No, so we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started. So my funniest showing experience was I was showing my mom and dad a house because they wanted to move to Charleston to be closer to their grandp- grandkids. So, um, so, you know, I walk up to showing like any other, I'm getting in off the lot box, walk in the house was, I knew that, you know, it was vacant. Um, so I walk in and there is a man on the back deck and he is sunbathing. And so I walk over, I was like, Hey, he stands up, he's naked. So I go around and I walk out of the house to my mom. And I'm like, why you don't further the conversation at that point? You don't in there. I was like, let's just go down to the car and then I'll tell you what's going on. And so I walked down to the car with her. I was like, there is a man and he is naked on the back porch. So I am sure you do not want to go into the showing. So I called the listing agent. So the funniest part is when I called the listing agent, call him like, hey, do you know there is literally a guy here and your owner is like out here, you know, sunbathing naked during our scheduled showing time. He's like, um, my guy's out of town. He's not there this weekend. I was like, there is some random naked person on the back deck of this house. Do you know what's going on? He's like, oh, oh, there was some guy that was going to go watch the house and check on it. He's watching them all right. I don't know if he's watching it too much. He's just hanging out. Literally. Literally hanging out. So that was pretty good. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, and all kinds, I don't know what it is with people willing to like show their houses and how to girl ship and a towel once I was showing that young single guy at that point. So that was kind of fun. I was like, hey, this is full service. Right. Thing. We got a right. cute girl here. She's showing up. She just got a- Right. I don't think she comes with the house though. She doesn't come down. But anyway, so funny, funny stuff. All kinds of things. Yeah, we get we have a lot of we get a lot of stories in this business. So so you're in Charleston running a I mean a awesome team. If someone wanted to, you know, either maybe maybe talk to you about joining your team or if they had a house in Charleston, I know Charleston is a I mean everyone not everyone I mean a lot of people move to Charleston from all over the country. Um, particularly in my area, particularly up north. They come down to get away from the cold. And get the warm weather. If someone wanted to to reach you, either to to maybe buy a house near the water, uh, or maybe even you had a local person that wanted to sell a house, yeah. or if or if someone wanted to join your team, how would they reach you? So the best way to reach me is just text me, and my number is eight four three four seven eight one six eight four. 
Okay. Like we're Instagram and um, moving with Mickey as my Instagram handle. Okay. And how do you spell Mickey? So moving M-O-V-I-N-G with Mickey M-I-K-K-I. Got it. Okay. Moving with Mickey. That's your Instagram. Awesome. Good job. Thank you.